Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. In that light, I'm always interviewing experts, entrepreneurs on the cutting edge, changing the world. And so today we have Fitz Kaler. She dubs herself as the fitness innovator, and she's a speaker, author, and she's crushed cancer. So that's a huge um, win for her. And today is going to be talking all about fitness. Um, it's going to be talking about um, emotional wellness, health. And so with that, um, we'll bring her onto the show and uh, welcome her. So Fitz, welcome. Thank you so much, Chris. I'm, I'm thrilled to be on your show. And I'm going to start by saying when you talk about financial freedom, the best thing ever. As of this week, I own nothing on my home, nothing on three vehicles, no credit card debt, no nothing. Financial freedom is something people should work very, very hard for because when you don't owe anything, that's when you can truly accumulate wealth. So yay me. I'm very excited. Congratulations. And you know, that's, that's a huge accomplishment. And, uh, you know, you've, you won so many battles and you're doing amazing things. Um, tell, the audience and listeners about you, your journey, how you got started and what you're doing? Yeah. So that's a big question, but I'll (laughs) unpack it as quickly as I can. Uh, I'm noisy. I'm bossy. uh, I help people live better and longer by making fitness understandable, attainable, and fun. So I don't do this like most fitness professionals do in a gym setting. I do everything on mass media. So TV, radio, books, magazines, online venues, or uh, live audience interaction. I love keynotes. I love being in front of 400 people and getting them to nod their head and say, yeah, this makes sense. Yes, I can do that. I also am a professional race announcer. So I host some of the largest, most iconic running events in the United States. So Los Angeles Marathon, Buffalo Marathon, Detroit Free Press Marathon, big, happy, energetic, healthy events. And I get to be the ringleader, which I love. And then of course I have uh, multiple books, including the Cancer Comeback series. And I'm thrilled about that. Uh, quickly, I'll reference, I did do breast cancer in 2019 and 2020, uh, 15 months of chemotherapy with a whole heck of a lot of radiation and surgery mm-hmm. intermixed with those within those 15 months. And 15 months is a long time, <laughs> wow. a long time to have chemo, but uh, it beat the heck out of me. I was brutalized by my treatment. I was sick. I was scrawny. I was weak. I was all of those things. Um, but thanks to being a fitness expert, I knew exactly how to build, rebuild my body, get not only from the 
depths of despair, like in that deep hole, but I was able to dig my way out. And it was along that, about that time where I was thinking, yay for me, because I know how to do this. I was experiencing tremendous sympathy for my peers, you know, the other cancer patients and survivors who did not know how to rebuild their bodies. And and, uh, it's very few of us get out of cancer without really uh, being roughed up. And so my commitment at that point was to help the others. There are no resources for cancer patients and survivors to get fit other than my brand new books. So I'm hitting it hard, Chris. I want everyone to have them. I want all cancer patients to be able to live fully and healthy and vibrantly again once they're done with treatment. Yeah. We know what's festival as we get into the conversation is, um, you know, uh, and I, recommend the audience to check out um Fitz's book it's on Amazon I'm gonna check it out as well and uh so when you talk about uh how do you think uh having a fitness uh background um uh, helped you to one be resilient and actually when you talk about rebuilding your body describe the mechanics and process of rebuilding so it's interesting when uh, I was about five months into my treatment and the first five months were the meanest part of chemo. They gave me this terrifying concoction that made me, I, I basically lived with a violent stomach bug every day. If you imagine having the worst food poisoning you've ever had every day, uh-huh. plus everything else going wrong, that's how I lived. However, even with that, I continued to work. I flew out of Gainesville, Florida, across the country every weekend I hosted hundreds of thousands of people live and I was able to work full force. And um, when I went for my sixth and final round of the very meanest chemo, I was kind of broken down. I went into my doctor's office, just, I was nervous because I had to do this again type thing. And I was stressed and Dr. Gordon said, Fitz, you have done so well. And I said, Dr. Gordon, I don't think I have. Like there's something wrong with every cell in my body. And he said, no, you've done so great. I said, I don't know why you're saying this. I am a catastrophe. And he said, I'm not saying you haven't suffered. However, I gave you the most toxic concoction of drugs that I give any cancer patients ever. And and yes, you suffered, but you still traveled around the country having more adventure than most healthy people do in a decade. And so, yes, you've been punished, but because you were so healthy and fit coming into this nightmare, you were be you were able to thrive despite way your body was being terrorized. Your health and fitness has paid off. He said, if you were not so strong and fit coming in, you would have been hospitalized for a month. You mm. probably would have had a feeding tube, which would have set you up for infections and things like that. So your health and fitness mattered at the start. Uh-huh. And then, of course, you know, when I was at a point where I couldn't open a water bottle because I was too weak, I just knew that I could regain health and fitness with baby steps. I knew to attack cardio and strength and flexibility and balance. All four of those pillars of fitness mattered. I knew that nutrition was going to boost my immune system and help me uh, not only rebound from cancer, but prevent colds and all sorts of other things that could have really dragged me down even further. And so, you know, I have this knowledge and not only do I have it, but I'm willing to use it. I'm willing to use the discipline and take the steps to get it done. And again, it was baby steps. I didn't start out. I didn't like, you know, I didn't launch out of that starting gate going, yeah, I'm going to run so fast. I just got in the pool my first day back and I wiggled, you know, Uh, when I was in bed, I would stretch in bed. I would do little strength training things. When I was in bed, when I was in the shower, I would stretch. And so those things that got me back to not only healthy, but athletic, I ran the Boston Marathon 
just slightly over a year after finishing treatment. So I'm not superhuman. There's nothing special about me other than this knowledge and the uh, and the desperation to be healthy and feel good again. And I know there's other cancer patients that want those things too. And the knowledge, I mean, I give it out in real layman's terms. It couldn't be any simpler. So anyone reading the books can go, yeah, this makes sense. Okay, I can do that. It's a guidebook. It's a blueprint. It's a step-by-step for every aspect of your treatment on how to go, how to do a little bit better, just a little bit more until you get all the way there. And then when you get there, then you can really burst out and go climb a mountain or do whatever it is you feel like doing. Yeah. It, it reminds me of what you're, you know, your what you said at the beginning was like, if you get your financial house in order, like you get out of debt, you have savings, you know, you have invest, you know, and you, um, and then your physical uh, well-being, if you, you know, strength and cardio and nutrition, and then if your body takes a hit, it's able to weather that out much better. So one thing is, and then, so you went through this and, but you actually, you know, a fighter because you still were doing huge mm-hmm. things. And then, um, and then you wrote the cancer comeback series. Tell us why you wrote about it. And, um, you know, some of the surprising things you learned uh, while writing it. Sure. So the very first book is this one. It's my noisy cancer comeback and it's a memoir. And so, do so I look like I'm like, yay, cancer. I look real happy, but most of the cancer books out there are kind of dreary and intimidating and sad. And I didn't want sad because even though it was hard, even though I cried every day, there was joy. There was a lot of joy and I made a lot of great decisions. And these are decisions that I passed off in this book on perspective and pursuing your passions and staying positive and remembering you can do hard things. So the no- my noisy cancer comeback uh, that was released in October 2020. It's done incredibly well. It's it's a go-to for motivation for cancer patients, which is a lot of fun for me. Um, but the next two books, Your Healthy Cancer Comeback, Sick to Strong, that one is the guidebook. That one says, here, this is exactly how you slow the decline and how you rebuild your body back up. And then along with it, there's a companion journal. And the journal is really fun. I mean, it's, it's turned out to be... I, I didn't think of it at first. And then finally I thought, oh, I got to give people a place to keep track. And so it's got all the places up front for people to document their their oncology stuff, their diagnosis, their how did they find their tumor or learn they had cancer? Uh, what is their treatment plan? Things like that. But then there's a whole section, a bunch of prompts for to discuss your fears. Uh, that's a cathartic thing to do is just put it out there, what your actual feelings are. We're probably... You know, we spend a lot of time shielding other people from being sad for us. Mm. So this journal is a great place to unload, you know, everything that's weighing on you, the place to discuss your faith, your friendships, you know, which of your friends is the best shoulder to cry on? Which friend always cracks you up with funny texts? You know, who who's a light in your life? Who drives you crazy? And then I get into the really fun stuff, which I want people to focus on. Again, you have to choose joy. And you could wallow in the hardship. You could just wallow in grief. And that that is not good for anybody. That leads to deep, dark depression. So, you know, I have a silly sense of humor, but the questions are, what have you nicknamed your port? What have you nicknamed your tumor? Um, What celebrity do you look like bald? And so the journal has, you know, a little bit of something for everybody. And at the last half of the book, which is 100 pages plus, is daily fitness logs. So you can track all the progress, your, uh, track all of your workouts, all your healthy food, your wake up, your sleep time, and then 
keep track of your progress as you make your way back. And then do you know what strawberry moments are? No, tell us more. Okay. So strawberry moments are a thing that people know in random places, but my children went to summer camp out in the woods. It was a sleepaway summer camp. They'd go there for two weeks and it was, I mean, heaven on earth for these kids. But at the end of every day, each cabin would gather their kids and they'd get in a circle and each child would uh, talk about their strawberry moments of the day. And strawberry moments were just the best things that happen, your favorite uh, happy memories. And so if you're at summer camp, your strawberry moment might be winning a rowing competition or, I don't know, making a new friend or learning a new song. But with cancer, you have to look for your strawberry moments and they are there. Even if it's your last dying day, something wonderful happened. And so you know, strawberry moments are part of that uh, back of the book daily log where you have to say, okay, the nurse was really sweet. And uh, I got a great text from an old friend and I maybe I got good news or I, I heard my favorite song, whatever it is, you know, I'm going to really push joy on people or I am pushing joy on people because even despite cancer, you can smile, you can laugh, you can work. Um, you know, not everybody can, but there's a lot of us who can still and bet ourselves in actual life. And, and we talked about the financial thing. I mean, I continued with my career because I love it. I desperately love it. It fuels me and it gave me these moments where I could not feel, I could not think about my sickness and I could focus on other people. But also, what are the odds I could go 15 months without an income? I just, that would have been, I, instead of being debt-free right now, I would be in a hell of a lot of debt if I had taken a whole year plus off of work. And so the reality is many of us have to work. And so uh, you can you can go to work and be miserable, or you can find a way to make it a wonderful part of your cancer battle. Yeah. Which brings us to the next question. Is the, uh, the, uh, the Houston Marathon is actually this Sunday yeah uh, chevron and uh but you've done you've done the l the bigger one the biggest ones the boston and la and uh what's tell us you know um that's your passion and uh tell us more about you know what's it like and um what's the most exciting thing and um you know how you're helping and i, and I just love um marathons because it's like healthy fit people and it's just kind of joined together um tell us more well, that's exactly what my favorite thing, you know, as a fitness expert, I have to do a lot of coercing, twisting arms. <laughs> exercise is a good idea, but on race day, a race organization says, Fitzkohler, we're going to give you 30,000 people who think exercising is a great idea. And they're going to come do one mile, three miles, 26.2 miles today. Would you make sure they know what to do and have fun? And so that's my role. When people arrive at the start line, I'm on usually on a stage or a tower blasting awesome music. I get people engaged. I want I want everybody to feel like they're a part of the community. You might show up alone. But when you land in that star corral, you're not alone anymore. You're a part of our race team. I want you to feel like when I'm talking to you, even if you're the last person that we're sitting at the kitchen table, having a conversation. Yes, I'm talking to you and I get them informed. I make sure they know what, where to put their stuff, where to go, blah, blah, blah. And then it's to entertain them. You know, I want race day to be the best experience of their life because as fitness expert, I want them to do it again. Right. I want this to be something that uh, is symbolic of who they are. They do it in their 60s and their 70s and their 90s. And I have lots of people close to 100 years old crossing my finish line. So um, I love the start line because it's the only time where we're all together. And, you know, can you imagine? So I'm there in L.A. We have 27,000 athletes are wrapped around Dodger Stadium. 
and I'll ask a question and 20,000 of them roar and they laugh. And I think like, oh, this is the best because I'm so filled with joy and I'm hitting them with my joy. And then they pelt me back in the face with their joy. And it's, it's chaotic, organized fun. It's, it's so delightful. And it, it fills up my heart for such a long time. I mean, the start line is definitely the best, the best, the best, but they leave. I yell go, you know, I whip them into a frenzy and I yell go and then they leave. And I'm kind of sad because we were having such a good time, but I told them to go. So they went and then they do their thing. And then I move to the finish line and then they come back and I cannot wait to see every single one of them. Again, the music is rowdy. Technology allows me to welcome it almost every athlete by name. So I make damn sure that the champions get a champion's welcome, that they feel like king of the earth or queen as they come through first, second, third. But my my real thrill at the finish line is when the middle and the back of the Packers come. Because sometimes a champion will come through, won't even put his arms up. He just comes through looking at his watch. He grabs his medal and his check and he leaves. And good for that guy. Great. Had congratulations. But it seems like the middle of the Packers, oh, they, they so appreciate what they have done. Their hands go up, they shout, they dance, they their lives are changed. That's where the tears come, right? And then when we get to the back of the pack, these are the people quite often that when you see them at the start line, you think, well, how did they get here, right? Because the running community doesn't all look like these little skinny runners and short shorts and tank tops. The running community looks like anyone you would see at Walmart any time of the day. We've got large giant bodies, uh, bodies that may not look so fit. We've got every color, every gender, every religious, every socioeconomic background. It's all the people. And, uh, you know, it, they're not prototypical runners. A lot of them walk exclusively, but when they conquer their distance, man, I burst at the seams. I, yes, I give them the warmest welcome on the microphone, but those are the people that if I'm in this finish line shoot, they come and they get big hugs. We hold hands and run across the finish. And, um, you know, I, I do race announcing in a different way than most people, uh, that's just because I'm so obsessed and I love them so much, but it, it's, it's a blessing. And, and all of that goodness is why I was willing to, with a being sicker than sick, get on planes and go do it. Cause there was no way I was going to miss out on all of that triumph and joy. No way. Nothing can hold me back. Yeah. And you can, uh, your passion and your energy and your enthusiasm, you know, comes out and, um, you know, as we come to the, uh, almost to the end, um, one thing is, uh, the fit you have uh, fitness, which is, um, you see in the back, um, what is your brand that fitness represent? Yeah. So fitness it's, you know, my name is fit. So fitness is my, uh, very clever spin on my name <laughs> in my career. But even though it has my name in the middle of it or the start of it, fitness is about you. Fitness is about you becoming the better version of you. And so sometimes people ask like, oh, you teach fitness. Is it yoga? Is it kickboxing? Is it that? And I, I could do all of those things. I don't. I do, I do large scale work now, but it's not about you running because I like running. Fitness is about you doing whatever mode of cardio you enjoy, you know, whether you're jumping rope or dancing or doing karate, that's fine. It's cardio, it's strength, it's flexibility, it's balance. It's, you know, eating the right amount of the right food for the size you want to be without diets, without pills, without powders, without that supplements and the weight, weight loss snake oil. That is, you know, the mm, bane of my existence. It makes me so mad because those scuzzy 
scammers are just stealing from people who simply want to be healthy. You know, if there's a product that says diet on it, wow. it's already fake. It's crap. You don't want it. Anytime you give money to something with the word diet on it, you wow. fail. They fail. They 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 stole your money. So wow. fitness is about you getting better the right way without me pulling one over on you. Yeah. Wonderful conversation and, uh, you know, wonderful conversation how we can uh, incorporate fitness and health and uh, lifestyle resilience and so how can people um, follow you um, contact you visit your website and check out your book thanks for asking so fitness.com is my home base for everything that's f-i-t-z as in zebra n-e-s-s.com there's a ton of free resources there articles workout videos recipes etc my books are available at fitness.com um, all three of them, my noisy cancer comeback, your healthy cancer comeback and the journal, and you can buy them one, two or three packs. And, and my, my request is, listen, I hope none of your listeners have cancer, right? I hope absolutely no one watching today has cancer. However, every single one of those people love a cancer patient. They care about someone with cancer. And so please just spread the word, let those cancer patient friends know that these books exist. They will be life-changing for them and they make a great gift. Um, I'm also at Fitness on social media. So if you reach out and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, I love the follow and I promise quality content in return. But really what I prefer is for you to say, I heard you on Chris's podcast and I'd like to connect because I would much rather have friends than followers. So um, yeah, let's let's get to know each other. I love making new friends. Awesome. And for all the listeners out there, be sure to check Fitz's uh, social media, um, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, as well as her website, fitness.com. Uh, you can reach out to her there and uh, check out her book on Amazon as well. And with that, it was a fantastic conversation. I love every minute of it. And thanks for coming on and uh, giving us your experience and wisdom. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. And bye, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. Without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.